Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you at the Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at the Wisconsin State Fair. And uh, they just got some music underway. As a matter of fact, here inside the Budweiser Pavilion. And uh, today, I, I love the fair. I, I talk about it all the time. RCA, the road crew acoustic right now on the stage. you got Tim Castle over on the Big Sky Country stage. Uh, coming up today in about an hour, uh, Ryan McIntyre, good friend over at Major Goolsby's. Uh, you got Miles Wangren at 1 o'clock today at the Camp Bar. The Camp Bar is a new one here at the Wisconsin State Fair. For those that were familiar with Rupinas for years and years and years and years, uh, they uh, they left in the Camp Bar bottom and uh, have, have really done a nice job at renovating and building up more, uh, more aesthetically pleasing uh, right there on the Midway. So just so many good things. And then obviously here at the Budweiser Pavilion today at 3 o'clock, Madison County takes the stage. I... I'm going to stick around for that. I can't wait. I'm, I love Madison County. Just good. What I consider to be, out of all the other ones, and there's one particular one that's just hokey as hell, but out of all the, uh, the, the, we'll say, the country cover bands, Madison County does it better than anybody. Better than anybody. Hands down. Hands down. Um, you've got Aaron Rodgers in that podcast that has made so many people take notice. Uh, now let me, let, I don't even know where, Ben, where do you begin over Ugh. all of this with the mushrooms and the living life of love? And I mean, he sounds like if he were back in the seventies, he'd be wearing a dashiki. He would be sitting with beads on tapping bongos in a, in a, you know, hash house, right? Yes. Agree with that. Where do we start? That is a terrific question. The thing is, yesterday, I decided to not spend two and a half hours of my time listening and or watching the podcast after Grant and I hosted the show. So I've seen the clips, but I haven't spent like he spoke to the media yesterday and he was happy. He said a lot of good things about Romeo Dobbs and a bunch of other players. I was focusing on that stuff. I didn't really even mentally get into this whole podcast appearance. So... I, man, I don't even know how to describe this. This thing about going with Danica and experiencing mushrooms, psychedelic tea and such, and ayahuasca, ayahuasca, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Not that I know. Ebo knows, and he told me. Okay. So the ayahuasca stuff. So, I... I, I, I don't even know how to, how to get into this stuff. So he, he does this. He's introduced to this tea and these shrooms. And he says it's the best experience of his life. And then plans a trip to Peru where he's going to climb Mount Miapichu. And then do the ayahuasca ceremony and it just it's bizarre you know when he he says my intention for the first night was to feel what pure love is that was my intention and i did i really did i had a magical experience of feeling 100 different hands on my body conveying my blessings of love and forgiveness to myself and gratitude for the life from my supposed ancestors, I came back and the pandemic hit. 
What? Now, first of all, the whole forgiveness thing is kind of crap. Because we still know, as far as we can tell, um, that he still is estranged from his family. At least from what we know. So... I start to get into all of this, and I'm thinking about it, and I've got, I, I told you i got a buddy of mine who is as much an Aaron Rodgers fan and apologist as anybody I've ever met in my life, and even he's kind of questioning things. And then I had to step back for a second. Here's one thing to remember, okay? People have done many things in their life to get better and clear their head. It can be meditation, it can be yoga, it can be kickboxing, it can be whatever. As long as you're not doing anything illegal, as long as you're not wasting your life in a bottle of alcohol, as long as you're not wasting your life in drugs, um, illegal or illicit drugs, and you figure out ways to find inner peace and you figure out ways to find yourself, you figure out ways to feel better as a person, that's fine. It may be weird to some of us, but that's fine. Some of the things people have done, it, it has made us all raise an eyebrow, but we just kind of look at it because it's out of our norm. It's something that we haven't done. Maybe we don't truly understand it, whatever. But it's not illegal. What, what Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers has never come close to crossing the line of illegality. He's not on a police blotter. As far as I know, other than the suspension because of the the, uh, the the lying about, if you want to call it that, about the COVID vaccination, whatever you want to whatever you want to perceive that as, he hasn't done anything to be a huge detriment to his team, the fan base. He's he's just he's just off a little bit. He's ten degrees off the main center. So whatever he does, I don't care. It's goofy, and he's not probably going to hang out in Wisconsin the day he retires because it's just what he's living, what the life he's living is just different. You know, he's he's on a whole and, – and there's – remember Howard Hughes, for those that remember or years ago or know the, of the eccentricities, Howard Hughes got into himself to the point that he ended up secluding himself in a penthouse of a hotel inside in Las Vegas to where – he just became reclusive and grew fingernails that were a foot long and shaggy and, and goofy, okay? Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to a mountain and pets goats or something once he retires from football. I don't care. As long as it doesn't interfere with his ability to, one, be happy in his life, and two, do what he's getting paid to do, a lot of money to get paid to do. And that's win football games for the Green Bay Packers. Other than that, I don't care. I think it makes him goofy. I think we look at him as a little off. That's fine. Everybody's got some goofiness in them. But other than that, who cares? I know the world's going nuts over this, sports-wise. I know it's, you know, short of the Deshaun Watson deal, which, by the way, the NFL, as we all kind of thought would happen, uh, did appeal the Deshaun Watson decision. Uh, now, whether or not it, it, I believe the NFL is going to defer from Roger Goodell to a independent arbiter to hear this thing again, and then that is going to force the NFLPA 
to go to federal court and sue the NFL, and it, this thing's not over by any stretch of the imagination. So that's what's going on. Brittany Griner has been found guilty and sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. That happened today. So all of this is going on. So it's kind of knocked Aaron Rodgers and the, 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 the goofiness, if you will, off the front page. But still in our backyard, it's prevalent. But beyond that, who cares? It's his own time. It's his own free will. It's not my cup of tea, but okay. But then again, when you got so much money and running a different crowd, you tend to maybe get weird. How many times have we seen celebrities get weird? So there you go. There you go. Bill, I think there's only one place we can go from here when it comes to all of this. What's that? I think we need to try the DMT coffee or the DMT tea on air Maybe one day. Maybe that's what we do. We do it on the air one day. As a service to our listeners to connect with them. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe maybe that's what we do. You know, one day we just, you know, decide to do a, a goofy Friday, a psychedelic Friday, and that's what we do. There you go. <laughs> so have at it. Uh, Pac fan says the independent arbiter already heard it. Uh, yes, uh, Roger Goodell oversees the appeal, but he is going to determine who is going to oversee the appeal. He is not going to hear the appeal, Pac fan. Just an FYI. They are going to determine what other, uh, as they want to agree upon, person will hear the appeal before Roger Goodell gets actually involved in all of this. And then we all know what's going to happen. We all know what the league wants. They want him out for a year. The league wants him. The league did not appeal this suspension to get two additional games tacked on. You know, that's that's not what they did. They want him out for a year, and that's what they're going to fight for. So Roger Goodell is going to figure out who's going to hear the appeal, and under the collective bargaining agreement, he has the option to consider the appeal himself, or he can appoint or decide to do someone else that they would then mutually agree upon. Uh, but Goodell, from what we understand, is not going to hear the appeal himself. At least not the first one. So, it looks like they're going to go for an indefinite suspension that would be a minimum of one year, a monetary fine, which was not levied against uh, Watson by uh, Robinson when she handed down her ruling, and treatment that he must undergo for being a creeper. The union also has the right to appeal Robinson's ruling, although they issued the statement saying they would not. They'd stand by the decision. But, of course, because he only got six games when everybody else in the world thought he was going to get a full year. Now, the NFLPA has until Friday to file a written response to the NFL's appeal, which we know they're going to do. And they're preparing to sue the NFL now in federal court. So that's this thing's, this thing's not over by any stretch of the imagination, but so be it. I think the NFL is doing it. Because of the backlash that they are facing. And there has been a large amount. of Even players and former players have said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This just doesn't, this doesn't fill the bill. It just, it, it's, you know, in comparison to other suspensions, this is by far much lighter. And Robinson did not take a lot of that into consideration. She just said, look, this is what I feel as the independent arbiter, what I feel is right, 
And don't come to me because you feel it's an underutilized suspension because you can't even suspend your own ownership group via uh, via the um, via the you know um, collective bargaining agreement. So, so be it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Before we do, though, uh, and we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers and some of the things that he has to say when we come back. Before we do, though, I want to let you know about our friends over there at uh, Dwayne's Cover It All, the best canvas Wisconsin canvas upholstery and boat cover provider in the state of Wisconsin. If you have, say, a, a small business owner or a business owner, we'll say, and you've got a canvas out in front of your place, an awning out in front of your place, they can fix it. Or maybe you've got an, an office full of office furniture. You know what I mean? An office full of office furniture. And you want to go ahead and have that redone. You can do that as well. No problem. He can do it. He can do your boat. He can do your boat cover. He can do your travel cover. All that kind of good stuff. All that kind of good stuff. No problem. That's our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All. Up in Wausau, go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome in. We're glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. Broadcasting live at the, uh, the Wisconsin State Fair. Love this place. Love it. And um, in that sense, sitting inside the uh, the Budweiser Pavilion, love that as well. Love being here. And uh, if you have uh, not been here in the Goose Island Ale House, they have some tapping, keg tappings and such coming up 3 o'clock today. Each and every day, for the most part, except for Mondays and the final day of the fair. And uh, you got some uh, music on the stage right now coming up later on this afternoon. Madison County's going to be here. So a lot of good stuff going on here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Stop on by. Uh, joining us now, talking a little Packers football, our buddy Rob Reichel from Conley Media, Forbes.com. And uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Rob Reichel, joining us on the line. Rob, how you doing? Good. You got a heck of a day out there at the fair, don't you? Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely Perfect. beautiful, yeah. yeah. The, the crowd is good so far. Uh, crowd's good in Green Bay as well, and the Green Bay Packers getting ready for uh, the first preseason game. I know Aaron Rodgers. First of all, give me your reaction to the Aaron Rodgers comments and uh, that podcast and talking about, you know, the ultimate loves and psychedelic teas and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Aaron would have been perfect, uh, you know, back at Woodstock in 69, wouldn't he? I mean, it's, right. that, 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 that's kind of where he's, he's trended a little bit in life. Hey, you know, I, who am I to judge, Bill? No, I, I'm certainly not anybody – to, to judge him here's here's what i will say you know if, if if this has helped him find inner peace if this has helped him become the human and the man and you know and and, and the son and the brother and the and the boyfriend and the teammates and all these things that that he's maybe always wanted to be um and and it's helped him get to just a better place in life mentally uh, you know you know good for aaron i mean if, if, if that's truthfully you know what he believes that that took him that you know that that this took him to that place and 
I mean, I, I'll say this, Bill. You know, he, the, the last couple of years, even though some of our stuff was on Zoom and now the locker room, thankfully, is, is open again, you know, Rodgers has seemed like a, a different guy, just a better guy. You know, I, I chatted with him for a, for a couple of minutes yesterday. He, he, he's, been, he's been far better, I'd say, with the media, let, less snarly and snippy maybe than he was in 17, 18, somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, but, you know, but more importantly, Bill, and, you know, to the fan base, what, what, what they've seen on the field the last two years from Aaron Rodgers has been, has been unbelievable, right? The 85 touchdowns, you know, that, that he's thrown over the last two years. I, I think last year's passer rating was 112. Two years ago it was 121. You know, you know the numbers that have gotten him back-to-back MVPs. And, it, you know, it, at the end of the day, if, 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 if all this bill has helped him, um, you know, become better on the field and off the field, then, then you know, then I, then I say good for Aaron. Who am I to judge, you know, how, how he got to that point in, in his life? So let's talk about uh, the discussion regarding the wide receivers. No Sammy Watkins. At least he's been somehow banged up, and we've seen sporadic appearances. We know Christian Watson not on the field yet. Uh, he's given a lot of praise, as you mentioned, to Romeo Dubs and some of the other wide receivers, the guys coming out of the backfield. Um, I, I mean, I like what I'm hearing, but then again, you know, people tend to get really high on a lot of positivity. Everybody's great. Nobody's lost a game yet in camp. You know what I mean, Rob? These are uh, the, the, these are the times every year, Bill. You know, and, and, and May and June are similar with OTAs and mini camps, where, where everybody's going to be a Pro Bowler, right? Um, you know, you re, you remember back a few years uh, ago. I mean, Jake Kumro was was the, was the state hero. J, J, Jake Kumro has twenty three career catches in his five years in the NFL, right, Bill? So, no, I I tell people the same thing. Just just because just because somebody looks okay on a Wednesday in early August uh, against the third-string corner who, you know, is, is, might be on the street here a month from now. Don't get, don't get too super excited. I, I, I will say this, you know, there, there's always two, three players every summer, Bill, that kind of catch your eye and, and, and steal the attention away, and, and you're like, boy, he made a jump or he made a jump or, or a newcomer just flashes and, and flashes kind of immediately. And, and Dubs does fall into that category, Bill. Like, like Roger said yesterday, there's a wild play every single day, and 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 even Bill. Aside from that, he, he you know he, he's making the ordinary look extraordinary. Where I I think at the end of, of camp, and and this might be a little premature, Bill, but but I I think when they go up to Minnesota on September 11th, the starting wide receivers will probably be Lazard, Dubs, and then Randall Cobb in the slot. If if Dubs continues in the you know over the three preseason games, Billy to do. What he has done here the first, what, week and a half of camp, I, I think he's certainly on track to, to, to start maybe from day one and probably have the better rookie season out of those two wide receivers because, like you mentioned, Christian Watson's behind uh, and going to stay behind for a while just because of that knee injury. Uh, talking, by the way, to our buddy Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well. You can see his stuff at Rob Reichel over on Twitter. The offensive line has been somewhat of a, uh, I don't want to say a work in progress. It seems like they're just, at this point, it's just a feeling out stage. If I would call this a boxing match, this is the first round. Just trying to find out who fits in where, who's got good moves, bad moves, who needs a lot of work, a lot of polish. Just trying to figure things out with life without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins for right now, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair way to put it. I mean, I think there's a few spots that are pretty locked down. I mean, I think Myers will be the center. That's safe to say. I think Runyon will be the left guard. Certainly, if Jenkins opens the year on Pup, which is a pretty good guess, and I, and I think Yash Nijman will be the, the left tackle if Bakhtiari opens the year on Pup, which again might be a 
a reasonably safe prediction at this point in time. So you've, you've got a couple of spots open then if that, if, if that plays itself out that way, Bill. Uh, you've got a couple of spots open on the right side. The, the good thing for Green Bay, and, and, and this is incredibly rare, but they've taken nine offensive linemen in the last three drafts. You know, Three consecutive drafts, Brian Gutekunst has gone three offensive linemen. In 2021 and 22, he's taken three every year. So they've got, you know, even even with their two best guys, you know, quite possibly starting the year on Pup and Bakhtiari and Jenkins, they have really good depth still. I, I, Bill, when those two guys come back, they, they, they've got nine guys I think they'd feel comfortable uh, throwing out there to, to start a football game. You know, I, I, I do think Royce Newman's going to start on the right side. Where exactly probably depends on how a couple of these other uh, other spots play out. You remember Newman started 16 games last year at right guard. He was benched for the playoff game when they got when they got a couple of guys back and, and got a little healthier on the offensive line. But he looks a little better right now, Bill. He looks stronger. You know, whether he's right guard or right tackle, I think probably is determined by maybe who wins a job, let's say, between a Zach Tom, you know, a Jake Hansen, a Sean Ryan. Probably those three guys are, are in the running for, for one of the other spots, uh, you know, on the right side. My guess is it would be Tom. He's the fourth rounder, Billy, out of, out of Wake Forest. Unbelievable athlete. He ran a 4.94 uh, 40-yard dash at the Combine coming out. Uh, probably as good of a, an athlete as, as this last draft saw. He's, he's just a little bit undersized. He's 6'3", 304. He's got short arms, Bill. You know, but, but his athleticism, are, I, I think, probably has him right now maybe ahead a little bit of those other two guys. They've, you know, they've had Tom Rep on the left side at left tackle and the right side at right tackle. I think when it's all said and done, when they go up to Minnesota, that you know, Zach Tom is probably the right tackle for the opener, and, and Yash is the is, is the left tackle. But but again, we've got a month to play this thing out. We've got three preseason games to see how it how it plays. Um, but again, to, to Gutekunst's credit, and 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 Matt Lafleur's got to have a big smile on his face, Bill. The fact they keep taking all these offensive linemen, and even though they're dinged up with with their best two guys out, they've got a lot of reasonably good options up front. Has there been anybody? That has given you thought that if either Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary go down, that at least there's some depth there. No, no, that, that that's got to be you know if, if I'm listing their top three to five concerns that that third outside linebacker un, undoubtedly um, you know comes come comes into that equation somewhere. Bill is is one of the biggest concerns. He must, the number three outside linebacker might might not be on the roster right now. That, right, you know. Green Bay, Green Bay has has a handful of positions here, Bill, where they are reasonably deep, and and they could make a move at you know at, at, at cut down day. You you remember last year, you know they signed Whitney Marsalis and, and and got an okay you know stretch out of him, and um, mm-hmm. you know they, they they could make a similar move like that, you know when when it's all said and done. You know Kingsley Engabar is the draft pick and you know, fifth round guy that is, is going to be in the mix. Typical leg, you know probably played about 100 snaps on defense last year, Bill, but was mostly, you know, a, a special teams guy. Randy Ramsey's in the mix. You know, he, a couple of years ago, again, he was mostly special teams, but he factored in a little bit from scrimmage. You know, Jonathan Garvin's the other guy, Bill. He was he was kind of given first option, first chance last year to win that job at number three. Didn't really play out for him. Uh, I, I would say, you know, he, he's been a disappointment, and, and he's certainly in a make-or-break camp where, He's a bubble guy right now at, at best, and I, I, you know, if I had to bet a dollar, he may not make the, 
the final 53. So it, it's a position of concern. Some of these guys could obviously change the mind of the front office in, in the preseason games and, and win that job. But, but Bill, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if their third outside linebacker right now is on somebody else's roster. What about another wide receiver? Do you think they pick anybody up uh, before the season gets underway, Rob, or do you think they kind of go into the season with what they have and then let the mid-portion of the season play out if they need to make a move? I think that's the better guess or better scenario. I mean, you never know who's going to be released, and, you know, there, there's always stuff floating. You know, today it's Michael Thomas with the Saints, right, and, and things like that in terms of, you know, who might be a guy that, that, that could be floated around out there later on in camp and so you never know exactly what Gutekunst has going on behind the scenes and the phone calls that you know that that he's part of. But but I would guess right now, Bill, that they'll, they'll kind of go with what they have in house. And and if we get to the trading deadline around Halloween and and the offense is you know 17th in the league and they're averaging 22 points and instead of the 30 that we're all accustomed to them scoring, you know every single game. Maybe then at the deadline they they go ahead and and they make a move, but. But, Bill, here's what I will say with, with these young guys, you know, both, both Watson and Dubs, they, they, they both have unbelievably bright futures. Now, whether, whether they turn into, you know, really good NFL players this year or 2023 or 2024, I do think they're both going to turn into really good players at some point in time. Obviously, if you're Green Bay, you want it to happen sooner than later. But, but you know, I, I do think Green Bay's offense, Bill, if, if they go young, especially early, they might take some lumps those first eight, nine games of the year, you know, the first half of the schedule. But I do think in the second half of the season when, you know, when, when Watson and Dubs, for example, both, uh, you know, are, are used to playing 40, 50, 60 snaps a game, that second half of the season, the, you know, the offense really could trend upward. I think the defense is going to be stellar kind of from day one, Bill, and the defense might have to carry them in some of those early games. But I think the offense has a chance if, if, if indeed they do go young, to catch up with the defense later in the season. And then you're talking about a football team, Billy, that, that that's probably peaking and kind of at its uptick as you head to the postseason. Talking with Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media as well, numerous books regarding the Green Bay Packers, at Rob Reichel over on Twitter. Uh, I want to go back to Rodgers for a second, and not to get too deep because we're talking about this season, but Rogers, Rogers was asked specifically you know, about playing to the age of 45. And I know Rodgers had talked about playing into his 40s, but very quick to say, no, no, not doing it, not, not going to go to 45. So I know he's on a year-to-year basis, so to speak. But, Rob, what realistically do you think Rodgers has, one, left in him, and two, what is the reality of him playing, say, beyond this year, beyond next year, beyond a couple, three years down the road? Well, in terms of what he has left in him, Bill, I mean – He's been unbelievable again day to day on the practice field this summer. I mean, he's he's got a lot. I mean, he really does. He's 38. He'll turn 39 in in early December. Um, you know, so he, Bill. I, I mean, he he seems timeless. And and you know that and you know the game as well as anyone today. You know, quarterbacks can play into their mid 40s as Tom Brady is showing far easier than they could a generation ago when, when the Warren Staffs and the John Randalls on a given Sunday were beating the absolute nonsense out of Brett Favre. That just doesn't happen in today's NFL because all these rules have been changed to protect quarterbacks and, and, you know, and, and, and make life far more difficult for the defenders. Every rule change in the last 30 years has been in favor of the offense. So these quarterbacks can play longer. With Aaron, it's obviously going to come down to Bill, just these off-the-field things. He's, you, know, you know well, he's, he's become more, one of the more interesting people around. And and he's got 
tons of off-the-field interest where it's going to get to a point, I really think, with him, it, I don't even think it's going to be a physical thing that knocks him out of the game, Bill. I think it's going to be a situation where he says, I want to do this, 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 and this with my life instead of playing football. Whether that's, you know, whether that's January, Billy, of 2023 or you know, two years down the road, none of us know. I mean, Rodgers is a really unpredictable guy. He's a, he's a deep thinker, as we all know, and, and only he knows exactly you know, where, where that next cha- uh, phase and chapter of his life is going to go. The fascinating part is going to be, you know, as, as we wait this out with Rodgers, Jordan Love is making strides, Bill. He's, he's making a ton of progress to the point where I think the Packers next year would feel okay uh, with what with what at least Love has shown early in camp, Bill. Again, he's got to do it here in the preseason, and if he gets thrown into any regular season games, he's got to continue to win the trust and show the organization that he is the long-term answer. But I think they right. feel more confident than ever that Jordan Love could be the next guy after what he's shown him here early this summer, Bill. And the longer this you know kind of goes on with Rodgers, the greater the chance is you lose Love. Mike, Mike, do you really think with everything? I mean, because we haven't seen him really in contact as far as game stuff goes, Rob. How much do you think Jordan Love has progressed? A lot. I mean, I, I was around every day in the summer of '07, Bill, when you know, the, which, which wound up being Favre's last year, and it was Rogers' third year. So there's, you know, eerie, striking parallels to what we've got going on right now with Rogers and Love. And and people seem to forget, Bill. They they have short memories, but. Rogers' first two years in the league were a real struggle. Uh, 05 and 06, he was, he was not very good. He came back in 07, and he was an entirely different player. And, and Green Bay left training camp that year, and their coaching staff and their people you know, w- would tell me off the record, if, if we have to play this guy, we're fine. We're going to win a lot of football games. I mean, they, they all believed and they trusted in Aaron Rodgers that when Favre retired Bill in, in March of 08 after the 07 season, the Packers internally thought, you know, we're going to be just fine. And sure enough, three years later, they won a Super Bowl. Now, has Love made that kind of progress? Absolutely not. I mean, where Rodgers went, Bill, from, you know, from, you know, point A to Z was, was pretty remarkable. Uh, it, you know, and, and he's won four MVPs. He's, he's going to be, go down as a top ten quarterback in the history of the game. But, Bill, I, I do think, you know, Lo- Love, is, Love has come miles here in the last couple of years. And, and he's done it, Bill, with, you know, if you're, you remember he did it without a 2020 uh preseason whatsoever you know that, that was the COVID year he lost his entire offseason so right. he, he has been fighting a little bit of an uphill battle you know his entire way no he he looks entirely different bill he, he's, he's making you know he's making the routine look uh terrific and, he, and he's making the extremely difficult stuff look routine and and i do think bill if he gets thrown you know if rogers gets knocked out a month at some point in the year not that anybody wants that to happen I, I do think they would they would do more than tread water. I think the roster is good enough, Bill, where if Rodgers misses four or five games, Green Bay would go five hundred, three and two, four and two, whatever it turned out to be. I think I think I think love's come a long way, Bill, and I, I think you're gonna see it play out that way through the preseason. Rob, always good to talk to you, my friend, and we'll talk more down the road. Interesting stuff, and uh, we'll uh, we'll touch base, okay? All right, Billy. Have a have a couple of real unhealthy dishes for me sometimes. <laughs> I already have. Thank you very much. (laughs) Rob, talk to you later. There you go. Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, Conley Media, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, going to be joining us as well. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show live at the Wisconsin State Fair next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.